in the climactic battle in The Hobbit, the dwarves that have fought bravely for their king and they are outnumbered in battle. And so the king comes in and he looks at them and they're all very tired and he asks them, would you fight with me just one last time? And they all raise their swords and they break out from the fortress and they start fighting for the king in a really brave way as never before. And Bilbo, who is watching from the bridge, looks at Gandalf and he says, the dwarves, they're rallying. And then Gandalf says one of the most moving lines of that whole film, they're rallying to their king. Have you ever rallied to your king? When was the last time you took a risk for your faith? When was the last time that you did something for Christ that you would only do for him? So our topic for tonight is daring faith. Trying to step outside the boundaries of safety and allowing God to be God in our lives and to start working miracles, things that we haven't seen before. Stepping in that sphere of miracles and wonders, asking the Lord to stretch our hearts and give us a daring faith like that one of James and John as we read in the gospel tonight. So let us follow in this enterprise the great faith of these two brothers, James and John. Those who were able to leave behind their own calculations in order to follow great goals with a daring faith. We see those two contradictory tendencies in James and John between what we can call a safe faith and a daring faith. These two tendencies are also in us. They coexist in our hearts. The former is not risky, not dangerous, not exciting. The latter is true faith. Safe faith could be summarized by the first petition of the brothers. Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. This is safe faith, a faith that is accommodated to our own boundaries and limitations. It creates a God the size of our hearts. And safe faith has two main characteristics. It is comfortable and is confined. It's comfortable in the first place because it does not challenge us. It is safe. We make the calls. It is predictable. It's in our own terms. And it is confined to our own expectations. But what about the expectations of God for your life? What about the expectations of those things that are not a reality in your life yet, 
but they could be because God dreams of them. Comfortable and confined. On the contrary, their daring faith comes to the surface when the Lord appeals to that heroism that he knows that is there. And so the Lord asks them, are you willing to suffer what I will suffer? Are you willing to pay the cost? Are you willing to step up, to step out, to rally for your king? And the answer of the brothers comes loud and clear. They say, we can. We can. This is daring faith. This daring faith that is the key to miracles. Daring faith is when you start living at the edge of your faith and not in the shallows of self-conformity. This is when life becomes an adventure, when you start risking, when you go for the unknown. And so it happened in the lives of James and John. James was the first of the twelve to die for the Lord by the sword. And John, he was the last one to die for the Lord in a forgotten island as a mystic. They did pay the price which they said that they could pay. They said we can. And they did pay the price. But they also experienced the wonders, the miracles that happened in their lives. Things unknown to them. Unimagined before. They baptized 3,000 people in one day. They laid the foundations for Christian communities. They traveled to places that they didn't know they even existed. They saw a tremendous spiritual growth in their own souls that they could have never predicted. So the question is, how can we imitate them? How can we be more like James and John and have that daring faith? I'd like to share with you three characteristics that I see in people who have this daring faith. I see that people who have this daring faith, in the first place, they believe without seeing. They believe without seeing. Most people say, I will believe when I see it. I will believe it when I see it. We got it backwards. It is the other way around. If you believe, you will see the amazing things that the Lord wants to do and He can do in your life. A great example of this is the great Bishop Fulton Sheen, who you know, ministered at the, end, at the beginning of last century here in America. And when he finished his undergrad, he received a full scholarship for his graduate studies. But in his heart, he had discerned and he knew that the Lord was calling him to the priesthood. And so in that moment of battling, he turned up the note and pursued his religious vocation. And thanks to that daring faith, he was more educated later as he could never imagine. And so many people benefited 
from his books, his radio shows, and his TV shows that have touched the lives and done good to so many souls through the years, and they continue to do so. Believe first, and you shall see his glory. Believe the things that the Lord wants to do, and you shall see his face, you shall see his glory. The second great characteristic that I see in people of daring faith is that they commit without certainty. James and John did not know that those two words, we can, meant decapitation and exile. They did not know that. If they would have known, they probably said, we can't. They would be scared. But they were filled at that moment with what we can call a holy craziness for the Lord. And so they said, we can. We, we don't even know what it means. But we commit to you, Lord. And wherever you will take us, we'll trust. They committed without any certainty. One of you shared with me last week how commitment to the Alpha Course had been the best decision of this term. A simple commitment. We try to escape commitment all the time. But in faith, we should say yes to the Lord, even if we don't know all that it will take. When you know in your heart that the Lord is calling you to a next step, we should jump. We should do it. Don't wait until you have all the certainties. That's daring faith. And the last characteristic, the third one that I see in people of daring faith, is that they venture without script. It is very simple to walk when you know the path. But in that way, you will never explore new territories. The same happens in the faith. Until we step out into unknown land, we are unable to know the length of our growth and the new places where the Lord wants to take us. Let me share with you just briefly an email from a student who studied here. She is from China. She was raised atheist, and she came to the faith and wrote me, went back to China now, and wrote me an email from, from there. Her name is Rosa, and it's up there. It's very small print, but maybe you can follow from there. She says, this is Rosa. As you may know, it is kind of sensitive to talk about faith in China. I'm going to try it as securely as possible. That's a very risk right there, a daring faith. I heard about the good news several years ago, but I hadn't taken it seriously until I went to the USA last year. I tried a couple churches and Bible study groups during the first months, and they seemed not to be appropriate for an atheist who wanted to know something basic about Christianity. I didn't find the, the answers to my doubts until I went to the Alpha course last fall. The first night I went, I felt like this was exactly what I need, what I had been looking for. I learned from each talk, which explained quite well the fundamental questions about the faith. 
I enjoyed very much the table discussions as well. I am very grateful for the amazing experience at Newman, which actually led to a big step towards my faith. She was willing to venture into a new territory, something that was unknown to her. She was raised an atheist, and she took the step of faith. She went to a course and everything that that led after that. And she's living out her Christian faith now back in China. This daring faith led to a major change in the life of James and John. And so their prayer, the one that we spoke at the beginning, it was turned upside down. It was completely changed. They finally changed their prayer to teach her. We want, we want to do for you whatever you ask of us. May we change that line of the gospel in our own lives. Lord, I want to do for you whatever you ask of me. I am willing to do so. Just ask and I will follow. I will risk. So the challenge for this week is to take a risk in our faith. It's really giving the ball back to you. You can choose your own challenge this week. But think of something that you will only do for your faith. That you would only do for God. Maybe it is, you know, waking up earlier and praying this week. And you will only do that for, for your faith. Maybe it's offering a small sacrifice for the conversion of a friend. Maybe it's talking to someone about the faith and inviting them to something. Maybe it's taking a personal step in your faith onto something that you know that the Lord has been calling you and, and you didn't want to because of fear. Take that next, next step to attain a daring faith. Let us renew tonight our desire to step out of the limits of our own comfort and dare to believe that what the Lord has promised, He can do it. He can do His promises. He is able. And so are we if we dare to believe.